Oh, are you recording right now? <laughs> well, maybe it's like Casey says, fella ain't got a soul of his own, just a little piece of a big soul. The one big soul that belongs to everybody. Then, then what, Doc? Then it don't matter. I'll be all around in the dark. I'll be everywhere. Wherever you can look. Wherever there's a cop beating up a guy. I'll be there. I'll be in the way kids laugh when they're hungry and they know supper's ready. And when the people are eating the stuff they raise and living in the houses they build, I'll be there too. I don't understand it, though. Me neither, Mom. You're listening to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast, thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything, from sports to gardening, from good food with close friends to great music and movies, provided by your hosts, Cody Stoffer, the reluctant Gen Xer, and Craig Morton, the token baby boomer. These guys are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but they will be entirely by accident. Have you said anything profound this week? I, this might be one of those weeks where profound things are not said. At least by me. I'll I'll try not to. You're going to have to pick up the slack. You're going to have to try way harder this week. Uh, But that's the burden you bear. Well, I do know some big words. I'll just throw a big word. Brooksport. (laughs) Repeat that word again. Brooksport. Do you need to wash your mouth out? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that. What is that? It really isn't a word. It's a name. Are, oh. are you familiar with Richard Brooksport Culligan? No. Um, I first found out about him on. Oh, by the way, this is Craig. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Craig. I'm Cody. <laughs> and first found out about him on uh, Pulpit Fiction. But he'll take the Psalms and he writes original music uh, for the Psalter. Is he? Does he go by a handle of some kind? I might have heard him the, on there. Uh, the uh, oh, the postmodern postmodern psalmist or pomo yes, musings okay. or I forgot what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I yeah I am a, a little familiar with his work then, but I didn't know his name. Well, it's it's one of those. Um, I, I looked at some of his stuff a couple of weeks ago, and we sang some of his stuff during our worship service. Ooh, and during this time of year in Advent and Christmas, it's like I'm not always sure how to incorporate the Psalms and stuff. Sometimes it's like, well, they, they seem like they don't really fit, because what I want to hear is a Christmas story or, you know, low how a rose air blooming or, a, you know, a isaiah to say something about trees and stumps and jesse or something yeah yeah and so i don't always know how to incorporate the the psalms but his psalm his psalm songs which is actually kind of redundant to say but they're they're really uh, they're really some of them are really simple melodies they're kind of enchanting melodies they're easily taught so just mm. a neat resource to have out there 
So mm. Brooksport, that's his, that's his, uh, that's part of his name. Oh, I thought you were perhaps attempting German or something. I think it is something other than uh, a traditional English name. <laughs> right. Well, cool. Well, we'll have a link for that then. Up yep. there, which uh, a hat tip to the uh, Pulpit uh, Fiction podcast. Those guys are amazing. We, I've, uh, can I tell you something? Well, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> I have never listened to an episode, but I've read their notes. What? All their, I've read a ton of their notes. Oh my. No, I'm just, they, they, I don't have time, man. No well, time. I mean, they're, they're a lot like you and I in many ways in that there's a lot of profound things being said that don't get put into the notes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So maybe I need to listen to one or two, huh? Yeah. Uh, I apologize. I've used, I definitely use their notes, bullets, yeah. things like that. Uh, they, they, they've done, they, they've just finished, I think, like their 300th weekly episode. Oh, no, no, 500th weekly episode. 500. I don't know. It's a lot of hundreds or something. <clears throat> Which is approximately 490, no, four. 480 more than we've done. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe 475. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just, 475. yeah we're, just, right. we're just infants. So, well, you know, if we did one a day, we might catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to talk to you about that, by the way. <laughs> I have an idea. Oh, that's cool. But, well, we'll but this is neither later. the time nor the place. So we're, we're, we're talking about Christmas. <gasps> Christmas. We're, we're not talking about Advent anymore. Christmas. We're talking about Christmas. Cri Christmas. Holy Christmas. You know what they say about Christmas? There's lots of things. Uh... No. Take it, Andy. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Good old Andy Williams. It's the half happiest season. Good old Andy Williams. You know, I, I am a little concerned sometimes. I wonder if the kids are jingle belling. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Don't be jingle belling. Don't be jingle belling, children. Ask permission first. Do it with some adult supervision. Supervision. <laughs> uh, yep, Christmas. So, Craig, what are you doing for Christmas Eve and Christmas? Wow. You know, I'm not. We really haven't even thought that one through yet. We no. haven't. We have not been doing Christmas Eve services as as uh, as our for our little church because we've had so many families that kind of just. As a small church, we get families that go out. You know, they go, go travel, go away. Yep. My, so, at the church that I'm at, we do. And we uh, and it's one of our most well-attended gatherings. Yep. Christmas Eve. We get there. So my church, the congregation I'm at right now, Clarkston United Methodist Church. Is the got church a lot you are of, at right now, one of them. That's right. Well, I haven't officially started yet at the other, so. All right. Yep, but this one is filled with grandparents, and so on Christmas Eve, a lot of their grandchildren, or their or their children, actually, um, show up and come and hang out, and so I get a lot of faces that I'm 
I've become familiar with, but only as, you know, only over the course of five years. So I've only seen some of them four times. <laughs> That's right. But they're good folks. So one of, one of the things that uh, we used to do for Christmas Eve, we used to go to a friend's church. Uh, and we would, because he had such a great Christmas Eve service. And our kids, so much of their growing up years wasn't our own congregation's Christmas Eve service. It was enjoying the Christmas Eve service at the uh, Presbyterian Church in Napa. Mm, okay. Uh, and the big highlight was we would go to the pastor's house after church. Yeah. And across the yard from his, across the street from his house was a, a home that just went all out on Christmas lights and decorations. Uh, they would string things across the street to neighbors' homes. Uh, they would use take advantage of the uh, street lamp post itself and wire something onto that. And they, they created uh, this landing light effect with chaser lights down the street so that Santa's sleigh would see which way to come in for a landing. Oh, that's awesome. And, they had so they had so many lights. I couldn't imagine what the wiring was like. But the fellow who did it, he actually worked for the uh, the electrical utility in the state. Yeah, so oh, maybe cool. some inside inside info. Yeah, that's pretty but, sweet. Yeah, and then they, then they stopped doing that. It's like, well, well, then we're not going to have Christmas anymore. <laughs> Santa can't come. No Christmas. Christmas is canceled, help. children. But that that was something our kids really liked. Oh yeah. What What are your kids like about Christmas? Well, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they're still Santa believe. Well, one of them still Santa believing. So they're into that. They like, um, they like, they love decorating. They love doing that. And they're probably, we need to work a little bit. They like to give, they like to get gifts, but but both of them really enjoy giving as well, giving gifts. Like my oldest daughter puts a lot of thought into her oh, gifts. Yeah, so that's well, really I, cool. I, I, I still have some of the gifts. My, my kids, because I knew that I love books, yep. they would always make bookmarks. Ah, uh, yes, yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so every once in a while, I'll open up a book I haven't opened up for a number of years, and I go, oh, there's a bookmark. There's a book. Very nice. So have you ever had a Christmas Day Christmas service? Have you been, yep. ever been a part of a church that did that? No. So, well, we only the one time we did was when it happened to fall on a Sunday. What was that? That wasn't last year. Maybe it was the year before. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that's been my only experience. And, and it was, we just approached it like a typical yeah. Sunday morning. I mean, you know, just themed around, you know, Christmassy stuff. And it was I, do you hard remember the there. conversation though in uh was well should we have church yep. on Christmas Day? Yes. Because yes. it's on Sunday? Right. That was just such a odd question to ask. Yeah, I didn't I it, yes. <laughs> because people that well, we're traveling, we're gonna have family stuff, we just we're together on Christmas, you know, Eve and it's like uh have church <laughs> yeah exactly so we did and yeah. it was smaller but it was good though i i did take a break and let uh, someone else do the you know preaching and stuff like that but uh yeah it was good it was nice well when we lived in kansas we would have our christmas eve service and then we would have a christmas day service mm, okay and and so in the lectionary when it has three different services listed and different scripture readings 
uh, for, you know, uh, you know, what proper one, proper two, proper three, you know, on, on the lectionary, we would actually use, you know, at least two of those, you know, yeah. kind of do the Christmas Eve thing. Then we do something on Christmas day. Uh, but it was, it was generally very, uh, lightly attended service and the children were usually quite antsy. Yeah. Like, why did we have to go to church? <laughs> right. We got stuff at home. You know, That's it, was <laughs> it would be. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, so on uh, Christmas Eve, what we are doing at ours, we're going to do this year. So I mix in, I don't every single year do a lessons and carols. I do something close to it about every year, but this year we're going to do a straight up lessons and carols. Um, and I think I'm going to do the process faith one that I shared with you is what I'm right. gonna, Yep. Probably. Yeah, do. So that, that was going to be on the, on the website also. Yeah. There's, I think we're, I think there's two traditional lessons and carols and then there's the one process. Yep. Uh, but then there's also the one that you had mentioned and I hadn't really looked at it very closely, but the post patriarchal Christmas by Brian McLaren. Yeah, well, it's actually just a brief uh, meditation. It's only oh, about, okay. yeah, yeah, it's only about eight minutes, but it, it'd probably be, you know, if, if you didn't want to preach on Christmas Eve, that'd probably be a decent thing to play there. Um, and he kind of dives into the idea, you know, this idea that Christmas is a bit subversive in the sense like no man, <laughs> there was no man involved, you know, in the, uh, kind of or, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Necessary, yes. helpful, but not needed. Right there uh, that uh, is in a sense, it was like the, an eschewing of the old order of things, which was patriarchal in a sense of like, so, you know, in our system, whoever can uh, cause the most violence to another is, is the king and whoever can hold on to it the longest is the king and whoever can pound on their chest and threaten people into submission, that's the king. And then here comes a, a birth, that a virgin birth, that solely, you know, in a sense, only the woman. It's a, yeah. it's a somewhat matriarchal in that sense. And so it's saying, no, we're not doing it the patriarchal way, which is to, through violence and taking of life. And Mary instead is going to start the whole new order, not by taking life, but by giving birth. So, so tell me about the, uh, the process lessons and carols. How is that different than a traditional lessons and carols? What I like, so I, not that I have any kind of problem with talking about sin and fallen nature and things like that, but the process and faith lessons and carol begins not with the curse or the fall or original sin. Instead, it begins with the original blessing. So it begins with the blessing um, and doesn't, it's not that it overlooks the fact that we haven't always lived up to the original blessing, but that it starts there first with okay. uh, hope and that we, you know, that is what is going on in the story. You know, Christ is Christ's birth. Christ's coming is to restore that original okay. blessing. So, yep. It begins there. I kind of like that. I like that subtle difference where the traditional begins really begins with the, uh, you know, sin and fall. That's the lesson from, or the reading from Genesis usually that's in the traditional lessons and carols. So. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking if we end up doing something like a Christmas Eve service, that would probably be the direction I would, uh, I would think we would, would lean. Yep. Um, now do you guys, do you, for your family, do you do, uh, 
like a weekly advent wreath readings as, around the table? We have in the past this year, not happening. Um, we're, you know, so we're in a musical and every single night uh, is rehearsal. Yeah. So I wish, I wish we were doing that, but it's kind of sad. I feel it bad. It seems like our life has always been so um, disjointed yes. uh, at that time of year. And so in my mind, I'm actually thinking uh, next year we're going to do it for grandkids. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. We, I mean, our children are a lost cause, I guess. And Yep. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> we're writing you off. There's no hope now. We did. We missed our chance to yeah, explore just, Advent with you. So this this week on the on the website for the podcast, we have a lot of lot of different uh, articles and stories and ideas for things to to spice up your your Christmas uh, thinking. Yes, uh, things you could uh, things for your own devotional. Um, you know, keep your head on your shoulders, kind of a thing, or some things that just might be good for you to. Um, you know, back might be helpful to give a different way of looking at, at sermon material. Yep. Uh, Cody, you put you put up there something that I didn't even know existed, but I, in fact, I'm embarrassed that I didn't know. But uh, the Advent Manifesto by oh. uh, John Paul Lederach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Paul is one of my one of my uh, I wouldn't say heroes, but uh, look up to him quite a bit. And, uh, and you just didn't know about it. Been oh. a peacemaker. Yes. And. Uh, but I thought is, you would know him. I thought you would know of him. For yeah, sure. I do. Yeah, I do know him. And uh, just uh, his his love of haikus and also turning that into uh, uh, Christmas meditation or Advent meditations. Yes, I love it. And what I like is um, he, he begins by kind of explaining this is called a, um, um, what does he call it? A century, right? <laughs> I think is what he calls it a century. In other words, a hundred. Oh, right. In a hundred um, small takes, really a small meditations. And they all add up to this really amazing thing, but each one kind of taken individually is almost about, or could be about different topics because as he writes them, it's kind of where his mind goes, you know, in the, I, in the, I uh, think going down yeah. to number five or six where with no seven and eight, I like seven and eight, those thoughts. Yeah. I'm a Mennonite. I don't go to church much. I'm a contemplative. I go to church every day. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Um, and it all adds up into this really beautiful thing. <laughs> I love it. And some of his phrases, you know, like we might say I was speechless, but he says uh, on number 20, my tongue went Zechariah. That is cool. <laughs> I just, just use that one sometime when you don't know what to say. <laughs> my tongue went Zechariah. That's sweet. <laughs> I'm just going Zachariah and then. <laughs> yep. And in here, I mean, there's a lot of personal stuff he mixes in there about his wife and her diagnosis with Parkinson's and their journey through that. And from there it wandered, you know, I mean, politics has, has some political stuff, U.S. abolishment of slavery later on. As a, I mean, it's just when you're, as you speak it, you're like, what in the world? This can't all be. But then, yeah, it all flows into just this beautiful, yeah. huge piece i love it yeah there's there's so much in there um fun it's a fun it, it's almost a fun way just to get yourself centered just read yep. a few yep um think about it but that that was a great resource yeah perfect uh, yep i was i was sharing it because i thought oh darn it we could have used this in advent but you know now we're still technically we're marching to christmas so it's good it works 
Uh, it still works. In fact, yeah. a lot of the things that are written on there are uh, actually year-round reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yes, yes. Oh, there's uh, a bunch of other articles we've got on there. And I, I put up some things about celebrating 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. You know, just, just to keep that reminder out there that Christmas is not the one day, got to get it all done kind of a mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, in today's day and age, you know, especially, well, I hate to, but maybe even in the church, actually, it's less, you know, Advent is nothing anymore. Uh, some churches, they still do, obviously, like we're part of churches that do, and it can seem, but I think by the general population, Christmas is really all of this. And so by yeah. the time they get to Christmas Day, they're almost Christmased out anyway. Yeah, and just wash your hands of it and get going so the next day we can get back to normal. Right. We can go, yeah, we can go to the returns line or whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> and that, when, when we lived back east, uh, we were, maybe it was when we were in seminary, I guess. And so we're, you know, thousands of miles from family. And so they all sent packages for Christmas. And remember, I guess it was, the uh, maybe it was our second child, Jesse, and maybe it was her first Christmas, so she would have been a newborn, uh, you know, like a week or two old, a uh, week old, yeah, a week old at Christmas, and then our son would, would have been two, maybe it was the following year, one of those years anyway, we just had all these tons of gifts and packages, it was exhausting to go through them all on Christmas Day, and I, that's when uh, Carla, my wife, had read an article about celebrating 12 days of Christmas and the idea of just pacing ourselves I love it. and spreading it out uh, was just a wonderful, uh, restful way to enjoy the day. And so we, we started doing that with a different simple activity every day. When I mentioned to somebody about, oh, we, have we, we celebrate 12 days of Christmas, they thought we were crazy because that's just too much work. Right. Well, we just made it easy. We kept, yeah, we kept it simple. Yeah, and it really is no more work than Christmas Day. You've just spread what happens all on one day out over the 12. Well, and, so. and if you're a little bit uh, cheap like me, <laughs> um, you also then get the post-Christmas sales. That's right, exactly. So, I'll get so we would that. always do our own household Christmas, you know, just exchanging gifts with one another about three or four days into Christmas. Yeah. By then, the kids had gotten Christmas money from their, you know, from the f extended family, and now they would go spend it and buy each other right. gifts at a discount. So it was, like it. It, was it was all right. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. And, you know, if you're if you have an understanding uh, em employer, you could say, "Look, man, Christmas. It's twelve days. I get the next." Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, well, along with that, that twelve days of Christmas. Um, piece one of the one of the books uh that we have listed is one that i i just completely forgot to mention at any other time uh but it's a book that i pick up you know nearly every year uh, some years i'm you know more on top of it than others but this one is again i've been reading this one since just after thanksgiving so i mm. and what it is it's a it's a contemplative book that goes through advent Christmas to Epiphany. So Ooh. it carries you through the transitioning of those seasons. I like it. And uh, it, it, it does it kind of with a seamless flow. And one of the reviewers on Amazon said um, that it has a calming effect. Mm. And uh, Wendy Wright's writing definitely has that calming effect. And it's just a, a very relaxed read and just helpful to get through the season. So um, 
you know, put it on a Christmas list if you, you know, get it, get it for next year. But it's a really good, a really helpful uh, book just to get you through the season. Does Wendy write, does she have other books or is there oh, a, she, has a, she has a lot of other books. Okay. Uh, and she's a professor, I think, of spiritual direction or something like that at uh, Creighton University in Nebraska. Okay, cool. Excellent. Very nice. Shout out to Wendy Wright. <laughs> Wendy, listen to our podcast. Yeah. Hey, Wendy. <laughs> we'd, love, we'd love to talk to you about Kansas, uh, about Nebraska. <laughs> I'll say Kansas, but I do like the Great Plains. Oh, so. yeah. Very cool. So as Good far reason. as music, you want to talk about music? Because we, yeah. you know, we didn't really didn't talk about Christmas movies much. Oh, oh, there was <laughs> going to be a debate. There was. I'll tell you why I love It's a Wonderful Life. Okay? I'm waiting. No, it's a good one. I don't know. You think it's lame. <laughs> I love okay. it. I'll, I'll tell you why I... Do you want me to tell you why I don't like it? Yes, yes, yes. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> I, I, I believe... Well, two things. One, it's not a Christmas movie. Christmas is just a subplot background thing. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> Second part, Uh, the ending where everybody comes and rescues George. Yes. It's so much easier to believe that Dorothy's in a house that gets picked up by a tornado and thrown into an Emerald City than to believe a city would come and sell and and rescue a banker. Oh, come on. And and that, that ending is so uh, sentimentally sweet that I think it's just a bit of sugar overkill. Oh, I no way. Yeah. No. So, so I think a more realistic, more Capra-esque ending uh-huh. would have been for him to have been arrested uh, for bank fraud. <laughs> and then for the community of neighbors showing their care would have taken care of the family and would have provided for them. Sure. And, and that would have been a sweet story of not being rescued from the turmoil, but actually having people walk you through it. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not where I thought you were going to go with that, but that's... So that's, that's... Yeah, I just, that, that ending where everybody bails out, bails him out at the end, it's like, well, I don't know. That's... <laughs> but here's a great new movie. Yes. It's, it's going to be called It Could Have Been a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is we're going to get this really um, famous public figure probably somebody who seems to be incredibly wealthy, uses a lot of power, mm. uh, maybe mm. has an orange complexion. <laughs> and I don't he's going to meet this angel who's going to take him on this journey and show him all these beautiful things that could have been part of his life. Okay, I like that. And, and Almost like, uh, oh, man, it's like a mashup of Christmas Carol and... Oh, you're right, right, right. It's got a Christmas Carol-esque kind of piece to it there. Yep. And then... Um, but I'm not sure exactly what he does when he comes out of that dream state. <laughs> does he follow Scrooge and change his life or go, oh, it could have been a wonderful life, but now we're stuck with what I've done. Hey, right. Let's go build a wall. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. Always. There's always hope, right? But so that, so the movies thing is, was kind of, uh, didn't, didn't have a lot of movies to talk about this week. Nope. One, one that I shared with you. Uh, I'll just mention, I would watch in preparation for Christmas, and it's not a Christmas movie, but it's called uh, Being There. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, I just remembered we had a number of movies listed. I just didn't get them on this outline here. No worries. But being there only because I see uh, it's almost like a movie of incarnation. But, I mean, it's pretty yeah. – it's a weird movie, but I love it. It's funny. It's, it's quirky, but it's uh, – Peter Sellers, fantastic acting. He's really good. And, uh, yeah, I like it. And I love, like, uh, you know, he gets mistaken – for uh, you know he, he is the gardener but they mistake his you know like uh, uh, chancy chance the gardener or chauncey the gardener i think is what they what he was but they just thought it meant his name was chauncey gardener but i mean that's like overtones of jesus you know being mistaken for the gardener oh yeah all right, yeah. All right. and even at the very end i would uh, it's a, one of the weirdest un you know like endings ever do you remember the end have you seen you've seen it right I've seen it, but it's been a number of years. I, I don't remember the ending. I'll have to go back and watch it again. Okay. I don't. Do you want me to say? Or? No, no, okay. no, no spoilers. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil. But it's like this whole movie. You're just thinking this is just a naive, you know, simpleton, and he's more people are kind of imputing onto him what they think they probably need or want. Right. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. He's his presence, his presence being there is the key so it's good so uh we'll we'll, we'll have some more movies to talk about right. later another time yeah so do you want to talk about music yep uh, so one. just as a reminder we are putting together a, a spotify playlist that tends to go with each episode uh plus there's also um, all this holy blue collar podcast spotify playlist of just general songs we throw in there in fact i don't know if it's, i think it's actually not called the all that's holy blue collar podcast i think um I think there's one that's just called ATHBC playlist. And that's just a bunch of songs that get tossed in there. <laughs> right. This one, uh, you do have one that's all that's holy blue collar episode 3.6. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the Christmas episode. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. One song that I, I love that just gets me, just gets me in the Christmas spirit and I love to incorporate it into my Christmas Eve service whenever I can. It's Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming. I love it. I love just the, the song in general, but I really love this version that this family do, did as a Christmas gift to people who uh, kind of listen to them or come to their YouTube channel. Um, the family is, it's Bonnie McMakin, I think is her name, and they're the McMakins. It's, I think it's her and her husband. But for this video, it's her... I want to say it's her mom and it's her sister, I, I believe. And they do the, the harmony. The harmonies on this is really good. So I'm going to play it. Lo, how a rose air blooming from the McMakins. Lo, how a rose air blooming from tender stem hath sprung. Oh, Jesse's lineage coming as men of old have sung. It came a floweret bright amid the cold of Ooh, ooh, 
What I like about this song is I, I think they're just doing it in their living room. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just, they're just goofing around and somebody recorded it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, <love> it. <laughs> I mean, I think all families can do that well, don't you? Oh, yeah. That's what my family sounds like on Christmas morning. <laughs> but no, I like that. For one, that was the... I know it's an older hymn. It's been around for a while, but I believe that might be the first time I ever heard it and realized that, oh my gosh, there's this song that I didn't even know about. Yeah. But it, partly the, the style, you know, that I, I, I put in that Americana, mm -hmm. just, just the harmonies. Um, I, I myself, that's the way I tend toward, to orient myself on music for Christmas. I find it, I don't know, it's kind of a little bit folky. Um, um, I really like it. Yeah, I like it too. We, and, you know, we appreciate, Lisa and I, the folky, neo-folk, Americana, whatever you want to call it. We like that. That's some of our favorite. All right, how about a song you have selected that you want to play real quick? Well, that's, that's a tough one. One of, the, one of the things that I discovered this last week uh, – is uh, well, you mentioned Cademan's Call earlier. You you were talking about them. There's a, a former member of Cademan's Call, and his name I, it's it I, it I can't remember it right now. But he started a website called Noise Trade, yeah, which is a marketing tool for a lot of unknown musicians to get their music out there, and uh, it's a great thing. And so I I go there frequently. But I found uh, like the old ninety sevens, yes, uh, and they they put out a Christmas album. And just watch play a little bit of Snow Angels, that second one listed there. Okay, we'll do it. This is Snow Angels by the old 97s. Snow fell like a peace treaty on the fields of wheat, on the streets of the city. We all came together and we all felt the joy from the oldest grandmother to the littlest boy. We were arm in arm On Christmas morn We were just waking up It was the crack of dawn Look to your left Look to your right Every one of us Is a beam of light So another another tune that's on there that isn't so much of a Christmas song. Uh -huh. They're not Christmas songs specifically. There's another song on there that that I really like. Yes. And uh, 
on the list, we've got uh, oh another another one that I found on Noise Trade, by the way, was um, the Grey Havens, a song called City of David, mm. and then Carolyn Arends. Uh, okay. She's she's one of those Christian music performers from years ago who just kind of uh, kind of faded away and just hadn't heard much from her. Which then reminded me of another uh, musician who used to be in the Christian music circles who kind of faded away and disappeared, and that was Jennifer Knapp. Yes, I love Jennifer. And Knapp. I think I got a couple of songs on there from Jennifer Knapp. Mm -hmm. But what That's is good. just her her version of Jesus Loves Me, which is, uh, I think it's just uh, amazing. But then she has another fun Christmas song called Come On, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Come on, Amazon. Like, is she waiting for delivery or something in it? Well, why don't you give a little <laughs> listen there? Come well, on, Amazon. Let's hear it. Come on, Amazon, with Jennifer Knapp, and does it look like Mark Margaret Becker. Becker? Okay, this is Come On, Amazon, Jennifer Knapp. Oh, fake beards that smell of gin. Little elves with creepy grins. Don't need to sit on Santa's lap. Lord, I've been there, I've done that Spent the whole year being good Done everything I know I should Except for Mardi Gras to Montana Oh man, let's not go there Come on Amazon, come on Amazon Make my Christmas day Come on Amazon, come on Amazon Who needs Santa sleigh? As all I have to do is pay Come on Amazon, deliver my happy holiday I like the no questions asked, all I have to do is pay Doesn't yeah. matter if I've been bad or good Which, So this is my, this is my strain of uh, consciousness, my stream of consciousness so I bounce from that song to thinking about, oh, silver and gold, materialism. But then I go, oh, remember that? So there's so I've got two versions of silver and gold on the playlist here. One is the classic that I think everybody knows. Anybody who's ever watched uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yep. And it's Burl Live singing that song. Mm -hmm. But then uh, Sarah McMillan, uh, John, John Mark McMillan, he sings with his wife, Sarah. And she has just a, a very beautiful uh, rendition of silver and gold. Silver and Gold, Sarah McMillan. Let's hear this beautiful rendition. Just a snippet. Silver and gold, silver and gold. Everyone wishes for silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives. Here on earth Silver and gold Silver and gold Means so much more when I see Silver and gold decorations On every Christmas tree Yes, very nice. Very nice. I like it. So we're going to wind things up here in a bit. So 
Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, first, let's take just a second and thank our listeners, huh? And tell them Merry Christmas for being with us all. We are, there are literally dozens of. <laughs> literally. Literally dozens. dozens of listeners that we appreciate so much. And what, the ones I appreciate are the ones who've told me not only have they listened, but they've also sent links to others saying, yes, hey, sure. you might not need to listen to this. Just turn it on and give them the listen. Give That's them right. the just, just play. Just, just play Mute it and walk it. away. Who cares? Walk away. You're, when, you're going to bed anyway. Just hit play on your computer. Walk away. Let it play out. That's a Christmas gift that we That's, appreciate. That is the Christmas gift we want. Not give silver. Not gold. Just your plays. Not silver. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, indeed. Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm excited for our Epiphany episodes that will be coming up. So. Oh, so much is going to happen. And Christmas is still going on. 12 okay. days. 12 days. Are we going to do 12 episodes of Christmas? Uh, not 12 episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but we'll pace ourselves anyway. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Well, Craig, we'll see you. All right. Thanks, Cody. See you. Before you know they'll have their All right, you done recording?